Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first official episode of Vulnerable Moments with Joe, where it's real, it's raw, and it's relatable. I'm your host, Joyce and Ogunshala, and before we get into the nitty-gritty of what this specific episode will be about, I want to have a real moment with you guys, okay? So today is July 12th, and this first episode was actually supposed to be out on July 8th. When I tell y'all that I recorded and edited this first episode a good, I want to say almost eight, nine, ten times. And each time I went to go and edit the podcast or edit the episode, um, I was having technical difficulties with the software that I was using. And for whatever reason, it wasn't trying to upload. And y'all, it was so frustrating. I mean, like I was really getting upset and annoyed and irritated and editing itself, it, it took it takes hours. So I felt like I was just wasting time. But then in that moment, I really had to pray. I really had to remember my why. And I really had to um, remember the remember a word that the Lord gave me. And that was to keep going. It was to persevere, regardless of whatever obstacle wants to stand in my way, to keep going, to keep going, to keep moving forward. And this is only my first episode, right? But it's podcasting is already teaching me a lot about perseverance. It's teaching me a lot about moving forward. And so I know, I know for a fact that the enemy is upset, okay? Because I am being vulnerable. And one thing that the Lord told me was that, Joycelyn, you really thought this was going to be easy for you? Think again, baby girl, because it's not. The enemy's upset. He's like, aggravated because I'm literally sharing my stories with the world. I'm literally sharing the many testimonies that the Lord has given me with the world. Of course he's upset, but it even gave me more of a momentum to keep going. And I'm so amped and so pumped to just, I feel like I'm on cloud nine and that nothing can stand in my way. So if you feel knocked down or you feel like, you know, things aren't letting up, keep going. Don't give up because there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So today's episode, as you can already tell by the title, is called My Biggest Failure. And um, I want to to do this specific episode, this first episode, in three different parts. So there's going to be a part one. This is obviously part one. There's going to be a part two, and there's also going to be a part three. And I'm doing that because there's something that I want you all to, to get in each episode. This this story is so long and there's so many different nuggets that you can like get from it, but there's specifically three things that I want you all to grab a hold of. And so that's why I'm breaking it up into three different segments so that you all can like grab it and like run with it. Um so yep, this is the first episode and um Forgive me in advance if this may sound too sobering. I may end up crying. I may end up laughing. I may end up stuttering over my words. I may end up saying um a thousand times, but I told (laughs) y'all it's real and it's raw. And I'm sure um, everyone at some point has experienced failure in their lives before, whether it's you failing an exam in school or failing your driver's test. I know Everyone has experienced um, some sort of failure. And so today with you all, I'm going to be sharing my biggest failure. Okay. Lord, help me. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I graduated from high school 
2014. And of course, after that, evidently the next step would be college. But I didn't always know what I wanted to do. Going straight out of high school into college, I didn't always know what I wanted to do. Um, I was I was undecided. I came into college undecided. I was pretty much undecided about a lot of different things. Um, yeah, I was undecided about a lot of different things, specifically my major. I mind you, I came into college saved, but I lacked security. I wasn't really secure in in who I was. Um, I didn't, I felt like I was aimless, like I was purposeless, like I was just going with the flow of life. And it it really bothered me. So first semester of my freshman year was pretty good. I got like a 3.9 or 3.8 or something like that. I was in like an honors program. And so that went pretty well. Um, but second semester of my freshman year, that's when things started to go downhill for me. I found myself in a place of just like, I don't know. I felt like I was in like almost like a slump. And I felt like everyone around me was progressing and was moving forward and they knew what they wanted to do in life or they had already declared a major or they have some sort of inclination as to where they're going in life. And I, I felt like I was just there, like I didn't matter, that my life didn't really count for anything. And so um, for me, I felt like there was no real reason as to why I was in school. And because of that, like, that was when my, my academics started to like falter a little bit. Um, for me, I'm the type of person who likes to do things with purpose. Like there has to be a why behind everything that I do. And for me, I couldn't figure out what the why was for me being in school. In my mind, I was thinking, well, since I don't know what I'm doing here, since I don't know what um, I'm majoring in, and since I don't know what I'm pursuing, like what's the point of me even going to class? What's the point of me even um, striving to turn in assignments? Like 11.59 slowly did not matter to me anymore. Like it just didn't matter to me anymore. And I was just hungry. I was hungry. I was hungry for purpose because to me, it was bigger than just what my major was. It was bigger than just declaring a major. It was like, no, like God, why on earth did you create me? Why am I here? What is my purpose? Like, what is your reason behind creating Joycelyn? So um, I I really like went on a rampage and I've really sought the face of the Lord. Um, and I found myself not going to class, um, not turning in any, any assignments. Um, but that was, of course, gradually. Like it didn't happen like all in like one one space. Like it it happened gradually. Me not going to class, me not turning in assignments, me not really having um a desire for school anymore. Like it 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 was like a slow, gradual thing. It didn't happen just like all at once. Um so while that was happening, I really I really, I kind of turned my attention from my academics to God. And so the times where I wasn't going to class or the times where I wasn't turning in assignments or doing assignments, rather, I was really spending that time to to really pray and seek the face of the Lord because I was hungry for answers. Like I said, I needed to know why God created me, like what my purpose was. It was bigger than me just declaring a major Um for a four-year university, like I needed to know why God created me. And um, slowly but surely, the Lord began to reveal to me why he created me. Um, 
of course, he didn't give me like the big picture, but he gave me little hints and little nuggets here and there. And it really, it really helped a lot. And that was when the whole idea of me writing a book came about. And when the Lord spoke to me about writing this book, I was just like, I'm all for it. Let's go. Like, I was so ecstatic. Like, I was so zealous. And I was like, Lord, let's do it. And I didn't really care who said what. I didn't care who was for me, who was against me. I knew that the Lord spoke and I was going to run with it. I knew that he gave me a vision and I was going to... I. I endeavored to like make that vision become my reality. I was so determined to to get it out there. Mind you, I didn't know anything about um, self-publishing or even about book writing. I mean, I love to read and I love to write, but self-publishing was like a whole nother world to me. And so I had to really, really do a lot of research. Y'all, I did mad research. I mean, like everything from typesetting to editing to collecting an ISBN to even getting your book copyrighted. I didn't even know that it was actually going to turn into a business. Um, like all of that stuff, I had to do a lot of research. I took webinars, classes, um, so many different things to really just acquire all the knowledge that I could to, um, to get this book out there. And in pursuit of me, you know, endeavoring to, to self-publish this book, I noticed that, um, there was like a decline in my academics. I noticed that semester after semester, I would either have to um, end up withdrawing from a class because I would end up failing or failing a class or getting a really low grade in the class, which then resulted in low GPAs. Semester after semester, my GPA would get lower and lower and lower. And honestly, like I didn't even care. Like I didn't even take heed to it. In my mind, I think I was thinking like, oh, school, school is school. School will always be there because I've always been like a good student. Failing school didn't really like that thought didn't register in my mind that I could possibly like fail out of school if I don't actually like endeavor to um, turn in assignments or go to class and things like that. And so I just pushed it to the back of my mind because in my head, like I was like, no, I have to get this book out there. Like I need to release this book. That was like my top priority. And it was like, I had almost forgotten that I was a student first. I think for two semesters in a row, my GPA um, fell below a 2.0 and it it didn't really, I, it, I wasn't bothered by it. Like, honestly, like I wasn't bothered by it. I wasn't affected to the point where I felt like I needed to reach out to someone else and um, have them pray with me about it or have them, you know, counsel me or anything like that. Like, it just didn't really bother me. Like, in my mind, I was just like, I need to get this book out first and then we can worry about school. And so I saw how like there was like a shift in my priorities. Um, mind you, this whole time, like the Lord was still speaking and he was telling me like, Jason, school is still so important to you. Like it's still very essential to your purpose. Don't don't think that just because I told you to write this book that you have to neglect your academics. Yes, I called you to write this book, but I also called you to be a student too. And honestly, like I wasn't even taking heed. And the thing about it was that like, I remember the Lord would speak because the Lord speaks to me a lot through writing. I would look back in old journal entries and I would see that the Lord had said, Joyce, then like focus in school, make sure you do this assignment, turn in that assignment. And I would write it down because it would be a word from the Lord. But I wouldn't take heed to it. I wouldn't listen to it at all. 
so for a couple semesters, my my grades were really bad. They were really, really bad. And I just didn't care. Like, honestly, I didn't care. Mind you, I had to take a semester off because of financial reasons. After, you know, the book was out, after I published the book, I finally published the book in January of 2017. That was when I was like, okay, let me pick up my slack. Let me, you know, take the classes that I failed over. Um, let me endeavor to, you know, to work towards obtaining this degree because I'm already going to graduate a semester late. So let me just pick up my slack. So in pursuit of me trying to pick up where I left off, I received a letter from the university that I was attending, basically telling me that because my GPA fell below a 2.0 for two semesters in a row, that I was academically dismissed from the school and that I was unable to return for a whole school year. (sighs) Mind you, um, I was on academic probation, but I didn't take it seriously. Like I remember receiving letters and notices from, um, from counselors just telling me that, yeah, you're on academic probation. But I, Again, I wouldn't take it seriously. Like I wouldn't take heed to it. And all of those were warning signs. Those were all warning signs from God. But I was so oblivious and I was so focused on writing this book that it I just wasn't listening. Like I just, I didn't want to listen because I was like, no, God, I need to get this book out like yesterday. <laughs> so when I received the letter, man, I mean like, <sighs> It, it really, it, I mean, it, it crushed me. Like it crushed me because I had never, I never saw it coming. I never saw it coming. And you're probably thinking, wait, wait, Joycelyn, like, what do you mean you never saw it coming? But when I tell you I wasn't paying attention to the voice of the Lord when he was speaking to me and he was giving me all those warning signs, like I really wasn't. So when I say I didn't see it coming, like I really, I really didn't see it coming. Yeah, I, I, it just, it was like a slap in my face. Like it really like crushed me and it brought me to a very, very, very low place. Um, I remember reading the letter and rereading the letter and rereading the letter um, over and over and over again. And the tears just like, they just couldn't stop falling face. I mean, like, they just couldn't stop falling from my face. And I, at that point, I felt like a failure. I felt like a failure. I felt like I had failed not only myself, but God and my family. Like, I felt like I had taken on the identity as a failure. And as a result, um... I I felt like I had to hide. That's why I went into hiding because I failed out of school and I felt like I had lost all credibility as as an author. Um, The little amount of credibility that I had, (laughs) I felt like I had lost it. I felt like I was a hypocrite. Like, how could I, um, you know, put a book out there and profess that I'm a child of God, but just suffer such a low blow like this? yeah, I felt like I didn't represent God well. Um, 
it, I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. Like it really crushed me. It really knocked me down. Like it really, 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 really brought me to such a very low place. I was so devastated, so depressed. Um, and I remember I couldn't even tell anyone for like a week. I didn't tell anyone for like a week. And of course, after everything happened, after everything transpired, I really had to um, ask myself this question, Joycelyn, why why did your pursuit of writing this book cause your academics to suffer? Like, why, why were you so eager? Why were you so zealous to get this book out there? And honestly, the more that I think about it, I'm realizing that it was because I didn't, I was searching for my identity. I found my identity in, in book writing. And I say that because when I came into college and even before college, I really struggled with identity issues. I really struggled with not knowing who I was. Um, because growing up, I was never really affirmed. I was never told that I that I was this, that I was that, that I was beautiful, that I can be this or that I can be that. And so when there's a question of who am I, like you're going to go and search for answers. And I think for me, when the Lord told me that, told me to write the book, that was my answer. That was my answer. Um, and so it wasn't, it was never about the titles. People who know me know I don't really care about titles. Like it was never about, you know, becoming an author. It was like, no, I need to be who God has called me to be. Mind you, revealing of the sons of God from beginning to end speaks so much on identity. So the whole book writing process was, I mean, like it was, it was a process. It was a journey, not just, um, not just logistically, but spiritually, the Lord really had to like deliver me. Yes, the book was for other people to be blessed, but it was for me first. The Lord had to reveal to me who I was. And through the process of me writing the book, he did reveal to me who I was. And when I finally got a glimpse or an understanding of who I was in Christ, that I was a son of God, that I was seated in heavenly places at the right hand of the Father, along with Jesus, that my citizenship is in heaven, that I belong to Jesus Christ, that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is actually living and breathing inside of me. When I got a glimpse of that, I was like, man, like this is who I am. And so I finally realized that I was a son of God. But then when I got that letter from the university that I was attending, it was like everything I had learned about sonship, about relational intimacy with the father, about my identity, it was like attacked. It was like, it, it, it literally went out outside of the window. I had forgotten who I was, essentially. I had, So I went into hiding. I literally wore shame like, a garment every single day. And I mean, it, it really like, man, that season, I'm just thinking about it now. Like it really, it crushed me. Like I literally have forgotten who I was in Christ. Mind you, I knew that, I knew that I had made a mistake. I knew that this was a mistake that I had made, but also I felt like the enemy was using my mistake as an attack on my identity. He was using my failure to attack who God proclaimed that I was. And oh my goodness, like it really crushed me. Um, yeah, it crushed me. 
So that was my vulnerable moment. Um, I fell out of school. Yeah, I fell out of school. And I'm going to end this episode, this part, this first part here. I'm going to end right here. So thank you so much for listening. Make sure you go follow our Instagram page. Um, that's VM with Joe. And you can follow my personal page. That's Joycelyn Ogunshala. That's J-O-Y-C-E-L-Y-N-O-G-U-N-S-O-L-A. Thanks for listening. Toodles.